0: Hello, welcome to Talk Junkie. I'm Justin Perkins. Um, I'm usually one of those super positive people, like things will get better, things are always the type of people. And I'm also one of those people that I think I say an expression quite often, um, or, or I say something quite often. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty bad to kind of proclaim that we live in a world of instant gratification, instant... You know, you have to be... People have to be rewarded instantly. They need that instant input of gratification and and I'm correct and I win and this is me. And I think that does exist in large part. But I think it probably always has. It seems to be just human nature. But it wasn't really until recently that I kind of seen an aspect of it that I... really kind of is flabbergasted. I have a a stance on voting that apparently is extremely, extremely um, controversial to the left and the right. Um, I generally choose to either write in or... To vote third party when the third party candidate is, isn't completely and totally insane. Understand, first of all, before you say voting third party is a vote for X, that basically saying, because this is what happens uh, Democrats say, well, I can't do that because voting third party is the same as voting Republican. Well, no, it's, it's voting third party. If you voting third party and, and the Democrat doesn't win, this means the Democrat didn't get the most votes. But no, it's, it's voting third party. Even though most third party candidates are Libertarians, and most Libertarians convert from either Republican or moderate Democrats. But most of, most of the time, such as the case in Kentucky when Matt Bevin lost the third party in more recent years has generally taken votes from the right. So when people on the left say that, I don't really understand it. Um, but whatever. And then people on the right, who are somewhat justified in saying that, turn around and say the exact same thing, or they say, oh man, I just, you know, uh, I, I can't go against the party. Because the right seems to be openly party-affiliated and and party-loyal. The left seems to be even more so, but less vocal. But my favorite response of all of late is, well, I can't do that because a third party doesn't have a a chance to win. I've got to vote for the lesser of two evils. I'm not going to sit and have another discussion right now on the lesser of two evils. That understand that's the dumbest statement uttered by most of the intelligent people I know. That's not a real thing. It's still evil. It's still bad. You don't want to vote for Trump because he said, I'm going to grab her by the... (laughs) Okay? Then the other person doesn't want to vote for Biden because apparently he literally did grab some by the... (laughs) And then... His vice presidential running mate called him out for it and supported those women, and those women never really got their opportunity to defend themselves in the court of law. And then the left would say, well, you know, Trump wouldn't condemn white supremacists in in uh, South Carolina. i got to go for the lesser of two evil. And then the right would say, well, I mean, no, he didn't necessarily, maybe, yeah, I think it was South Carolina. Maybe he didn't condemn them, but, you know, he's not responsible for the legislation that, you know, Biden's responsible for that vastly negatively impacted African-American community. Yeah, but you could go all day on which ones are the lesser of two evils. I don't know if I'm an African-American person in the United States of America, which I'm not, but if I were, um, I would feel very much like my friend Malik feels. Hopeless. I could vote for a dirty old white man with a record of hurting African-Americans politically, socially, who has a running mate who can't be honest about racial heritage. That's I don't know what that pertains to. I didn't say that, Malik said that. Who openly tries to go after single mothers who a lot of African American people in her in her area at the time she was in office were single African-American women and who openly kept innocent people in jail. Or, I can vote for a man who probably has absolutely no business being in office and appears to be a racist quite often, just to be honest with you. Um, and Malik is an African-American gentleman. And I'll, I'll say this, Malik has more support for Trump than I do. And, and sometimes I feel like he leans that way. But Malik is slowly but surely saying that he's starting to think about that third-party option because he feels like maybe down the road there could be a legitimate third party. And he and I have talked about that a lot. He's one of the few people I've talked about that with to where the conversation has ever made it outside of I can't vote for them, they're not gonna win. Well, let me explain something to you. I'm not voting third party because I believe that third party is gonna win. I'm voting third party because I want my vote to mean something. I want my vote to matter to me, and I wanna vote in a way that doesn't feel dirty. You know, if if we had if, if we had um, Mussolini versus Hitler, is there a lesser of two evils there? Um, I don't particularly think so. Um, there is, uh, there is a, um, maybe a, a, a worse record, for, there's definitely a, a worse record for murder there. You know. Um, if I wanted to vote to Fidel Uh, versus Putin. Is there a lesser evil there? Probably not. Um, But there's an appearance of democracy there on one side. You can justify anything you want to justify. Just myself, I, I can, you know, maybe it's just me justifying third party. Would I be willing, in a Mussolini versus that's um, not even that's not even fair. Let's, let's say a, a, a Mussolini versus uh, Putin. You know, would I be willing to to ride in third party and know that I'm not going to help either side win, and at least show my distaste for both sides? To me, that's that's a fair thing. But if no one. Showed any dislike, any distaste, any support for anything except for those two options. Would they ever be given anything except for those two options? Even in the freest society. If the majority of the people who vote, because the majority of people don't vote, but if the majority of people who voted really took the time to express an interest in a third party. And it doesn't... See, that's, that's the thing... The third party doesn't have to win this time. We're adults. We don't need instant gratification. You lose either way. I'm sorry. I, there's some things I, I will admit that I can be wrong about. Numbers are numbers. Statistics are statistics. If you can't understand, there's not a difference from Obama to Bush. There's not a difference from Clinton to Reagan. There's not a difference from Biden to to Trump, or let's say it like it is, from Harris to Pence. There's not a difference. And if if you don't have the resolve, the desire, and quite frankly, the aptitude to sit down and look at the numbers, unbiased, without your, your cowardly attempts to hide behind a belief system that your party doesn't support... That's not really what they support. That's always the same challenge. When Hillary Clinton was running, and LGBTQ people said we got to vote for Hillary Clinton. Give me, she she herself was in office in New York under Obama, and her husband was president. Show me what the Clintons did in favor of gay marriage. Show me what change they made. They actually had a negative impact. Alright, Bush. Bush was a wartime president, uh, a a patriot, uh, a lover of his country, and Bush helped us make more money than we've ever made in our lives. I've said that exact statement before, that he's helped me make more money than I've ever made in my life. It's easy when you're getting what you need. But if I when I stepped back and I looked at his overall policy, I looked at his overall presidency. A lot of people had to suffer for my profit. He wasn't a great president. I was just doing great under him. People want to sit and say, well, you know, health care, it's about universal healthcare, it's about this, it's about that. The numbers on Obamacare are very, very simple. A whole lot of people who already had government-funded health care changed the name of that health care to something different. And a lot of people, including myself, who had health care provided by a company, lost that health care and had a company say, hey, we can't help it. We can afford the fines. We can't afford the insurance. And then myself, someone who couldn't afford the insurance without my company's help, lost my insurance and was fined for not having. That's stupid on so many levels that I can't even begin to break it down. But people would vehemently disagree with that and deny those numbers and lie and call me a liar. Even my own experience, call it a lie because it doesn't fit the narrative that they were given by their party when he was in office. Now, of course, Trump came in and killed that, buddy. He got rid of that tax penalty. And, of course, I still paid a penalty. Um, And and once I, I was told it was over, but I still paid a penalty. And I still don't have insurance. Uh, and I've still not got back the insurance I lost. So I don't really know what Trump's changed, if he's changed anything. Um, but if he has, it's not evident by me because I can't see it. Not at all. I forget how many thousands of coal jobs were lost. But Trump brought coal back. Trump brought coal back. Now, if we want to sit down statistically look at it, he brought back like 700 jobs. Out of the thousands that we lost, he brought back 700 jobs. And I'm going to let you guys in on a little something. He didn't personally bring back anything because he doesn't own any of those coal mines. He doesn't furnish the pay for any of those jobs or any of that. But now, of course, Obama, you know, upon getting elected, a man that I, I believed in when he first started talking, you know, he got us out of all these great wars that we were in and, and helped us to start rebuilding as a country and, and stop losing Americans and and kind of help us not be these murderous monsters that we were, wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, actually, I just checked the information, I'm sorry. He actually didn't get us out of any wars. And his drone bombing program, um, although it really didn't kill any enemy combatants, it mostly killed innocent civilians and the wrong people, um, was much more vast than Bush's so I was wrong about that but but Trump said plainly when he got elected we, we were getting out of these wars and that we were we were bringing everything home let's look um, no we, we really we really haven't made that many more strides with Trump in office but now the Democrats that that was completely due to Trump and and if you'll research it online, you'll find out that the only reason we're still in these wars are due to. Wait a minute. The vote on on pull out. Huh. Well, it seems like the Democrats didn't back opportunities to to bring troops home. Actually, some Democrats said that that, that was reckless. And but the, the the point is the point is. <clears throat> it's the lesser of two evils that that that's that's what we got to focus on that's really where we've got to to put our our our, our head down and just you know we, we can't tolerate the misogynistic uh woman hating disrespectful actions of, of of Trump i mean he said grab them by the <laughs> and and you know i think there's actually you know good Proof out there that he probably did grab a few. I mean, he 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 did sleep with the porn star. What? Well, I mean, basically, if you listen to her story, she took a she took a bribe to do that. But she still. I mean, we have to believe all women, no matter what. Even if it seems like they may be lying, we have to believe all women, except. Except these one, these ones that uh, I'm, I'm trying to go over these notes as I go. These ones that accused Biden, um, Harris is now on board with Biden, so so we don't we don't have to believe those. Um, but that, that's a party exception. And, and and Tulsi Gabbard, one of the most intelligent uh, human beings in in our American government, absolutely demolished Harris and. Um, uh, with statistical facts, uh, but we can't we can't believe her because she's against the. But now I'll I'll tell you what we we, we do need to believe. I'll tell you what we do need to believe. We do need to believe that Trump uh, predicted COVID. Um, he was far ahead of everyone on on precautions and wearing masks. Uh, there, there's a couple instances here where he said that it, it wasn't a big deal, but just ignore that because that that that's we're looking for the lesser of two evils. Now, you know the amazing thing is that there have been points in time in our history, uh, not even so far back, nine eleven, uh, uh, different various different things, to where parties have been able to agree. Um, there's only two things that I can find in the coming election that parties can agree on. Um, one being, uh, third, third party is just like voting for, insert name here, whoever you're not voting for. Um, and that, uh, that we need the lesser of two evil. Uh, Of course, each side believes they are the lesser of two evils. Which, that, that would kind of be like if they were two devils. And one devil's like, look, I'm not as evil as this other guy. This other guy's red with a pointy tail. I mean, come on. I'm I'm black with with a rounded tail. And, and you know, I don't pack a pitchfork. I pack a chainsaw. You know, th- this guy's a hick. They don't even have power tools, you know. If you want to be abused and punished and, and, and treated... Horribly, don't you want to be treated horribly by the devil with the the most uh, technologically advanced uh, torture devices? I mean, come on, you know this is hack devil. You know he he can't he, he can't do what I can do. But now see, if I came in and said, you know what, I I don't want either devil. How about that? How about I don't want either devil? And how about to show that I don't want either devil, that I myself choose to vote for someone else. Not because they can win, but because I feel it's right for one. But at the least, I can say, I didn't vote for the greater or the lesser evil. Because I'm going to tell you something, something that you may not like. I know I'm not qualified to determine which of those evils is the lesser evil. Because I'm pretty sure that no matter how well I would try to, to really research and look into it, that I would allow some type of personal influence in on that decision, because that's what we do as humans. Because one thing that's always amazed me, and amazes me even more right now today, Is how African Americans and minorities can vote for Democrats. And how poor, white, mountain people can vote Republican. If we looked at everything down the line, those should 100% be reversed. I mean, if we were only going to vote for selfish, biased, surfaced, racist reasons, those things should be reversed. I'm not just talking about the the history of the Republican Party all all the way back to Lincoln and and Southern Democrats and, you you know, things of of that nature. Uh, To be completely honest with you, there was a point that Nixon, Nixon thought that putting an African American in his cabinet was the right move. And if he had done that, I mean, if he had got elected, he didn't win that election, uh, if he'd got elected, I also believe that you would have seen that. Not because Nixon's a good guy. He's not Not because Nixon thought it was the right thing to do. Because Republicans do anything for a vote. See, Democrats use dead people, uh, fake votes, and... and Techniques like they're using with the postal service right now to, to steal elections—they uh, use uh, labor unions and, and the mafia and things of that nature. The way they elected Kennedy, Republicans, Republicans have money in, in, in especially in more recent elections, and, and they they tend to to like to buy organizations and and votes and support from people in groups who have large numbers. So they don't have to pay for those votes individually. Now, don't get me wrong. Trump just tried to pay for some votes. Uh, He tried to send you a stimulus check to buy your votes. Uh, And that'll work. That'll work in a lot of places. That'll work in a lot of poor white areas. That'll work in a lot of poor African American areas. That will work. To some degree. You know, That'll help some people decide that Trump's the lesser evil. But to say that I can't vote third party because they may not win what kind of selfish thought process is that so you wouldn't vote for Biden if you really believed in Biden even though you thought he couldn't win even if you knew your vote would not affect the race you wouldn't vote for you would still vote for Biden course you would. You're a party loyalist. You're a slave to the two-party system. You believe that this man who... All right, let, let's, let's be technical about this. I don't feel like... And this is just me being honest, and this will make a lot of people mad. I don't feel like Trump even deserves to be in the conversation. I, I sit and look at things to talk about that Trump's done. Well, if I'm being honest, good or bad, I can't come up with a whole lot of things. He has just said a whole lot of stupid, stupid things. But he hasn't done anything, good or bad. Yeah, the economy's up. The unemployment rate of African Americans is down. All that is true. A lot of that is just a reflection of the system. You got a Republican president in, certain interests get taken care of. Usually unemployment goes down, things of that nature. You get tax breaks, you know. Get a Democrat in, uh, unemployment usually goes up. You got to worry a little less about. Big companies getting tax breaks, but you're probably going to pay more taxes as... uh, You know, either way, there's differences. But to to put Trump in this conversation, he really doesn't deserve to be in the conversation. Which is why it'd be hard for me to ever vote for Trump. I feel, personally, that Pence runs the country. He does all the thinky stuff behind the scenes, and Trump just walks around saying stupid stuff. And it keeps those of you who love him, those of you who hate him, occupied. And that's all they really need. They just need you to be occupied. Now, on the other hand, you've got Biden. Biden doesn't know he's running for president. I don't know if Biden knows who he is. It actually is a disgrace, a physical disgrace, that they're taking advantage of someone who may or may not have dementia. Now, if he doesn't have dementia, he has enough of a record for me to say that he's scum. Absolute and total scum. If I was a first-time nonviolent offender, um, if I was in on drug charges, nonviolent, if I was anyone at all in the correctional system, that's enough for me to hate that. That's enough for me to hate the so, really, that leaves you Harris versus Pence. I, I could sit here all day and try to find one thing about either one of those people that is any less than despicable. And I couldn't. Now, far-right religious fanatics... Always, back Pence. Um, the Republicans are really good at, at using religion to get votes. Far leftists will always find a way to back Harris just because she's on the left. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what. The answer is there for those two groups of people. But there is a group of people like myself who is not willing to accept Harris or Pence. That's not good enough. And only having two choices, two choices that are completely and totally dominated and controlled by special interest groups and money, is not enough options. You literally have to be rich or have the support of rich people to run for president of the United States of America. So does it not stand to reason that only the interests of the rich are addressed? Things are going to change. They are. I would say currently California is as blue as blue can be. They're looking at the possibility, now that they're bankrupt, when this is all over, at not only a city with 100,000 homeless and city streets and infrastructure that's becoming worse and worse by the day, also looking at the possibility of a 50 percent tax rate on income between federal and state to make up for the, that's what's being proposed. I don't know if that will ever get through. But if it does, within two years, that place will be redder in Texas. And you have the same transitions being made in other places. Very red places who, who, who just have had it up to here with Trump. And, and you're looking at places that are going to make this shift to blue. But a demand for middle ground is becoming more and more attractive to people. Now look, I say I'm going to vote third party. I know that that third party's not going to win. That doesn't stop me from doing it if I think that it's the best option, that I think that it's right. If you think that Biden is right, if all that he's done, if you can look at me with a straight face and go, I think he's a good person worth electing, then I don't have a whole lot of respect for your ability to research things or or your aptitude for paying attention, but I respect the fact that you're honest about it. And you say, hey, this is, this is who I believe in. I can't respect it's the lesser of two equals. If you can tell me that Pence is any less evil than anything ever, including Satan, I have no respect for that statement whatsoever. Now, if you can just look at me and go, look, it's like this. I'm a Republican, and I'm going to vote Republican. Or I'm a Democrat, and I can vote for the Democrat. I have no respect for that point of view, but I can respect that you're honest enough to say it. But don't disrespect people by saying I'm voting for the lesser of two evils. Because you're not. Because it's not a real thing. And nobody, nobody in the history of the world has been dumb enough to believe it is. No matter how hard you try to sit and convince yourself of that, when you really sit down and think about it deep down inside at night, you know that that's not true. It's you being facetious to yourself, to others. It's your way of saying, I'm not proud of the option I'm choosing, but I'm obliged to choose it because it is my party. Well, I don't have a party. And I don't have to vote for evil, the lesser or the greater. And just because my candidate won't win, just because I won't get instant gratification and instant change doesn't mean I owe it to you to not vote third party or I owe it to you to kowtow to your party and vote for your party. Because I don't. I don't owe you anything in that regard. That's my right, that's my privilege, and that's my freedom. And that's the part that probably bothers me the most. I tell you, if you feel strongly, go vote, whichever way it is. But I get told constantly that I'm wrong for voting third party. I even had someone tell me that they would kill their own mother to see Trump out of office. But they would prefer I voted for Trump and at least acknowledge my racism than vote third party. Well, I'm not racist. I like my mother more than that. And how you vote doesn't impact me personally that much. And I was told that that's because I'm white. But no, that's because I believe in the freedom in the right to choose. I don't need the instant gratification of my party winning this time. Because I don't have a party. And do I know that Joe is the best candidate, that she can be the best president? I don't know. I agree with a lot of the things she believes in. I disagree with a lot of the things I, not a lot. I disagree with some of the things. I disagree with a lot of things sometimes that libertarians have to say. And she's a libertarian candidate. But this is what I hope. This is what may happen. People are so sick of the clown show on the right. I mean, it's a circus. We've got a human cheese puff reality star as president and most important person in that party, the right, the left has a dementia patient and one of the most vile human beings that ever walked the face of the earth representing them. Most people don't vote. Most people don't vote because they don't like the options they're given. A lot of people don't vote because they're too lazy and too dumb. Maybe this is the time that my one little vote will get amplified by all the other people who are tired and wore out, and all the people who just, they can't take it anymore. Or all the people who have never voted and decided, you know what, I want to vote, and this time I want to vote for somebody besides the big two, I want to vote for somebody with A fresh outlook. Somebody different. Somebody that I'm not being forced into choosing the lesser of two evils with. See, this third-party candidate doesn't need to win. Doesn't have to win. You all are worried because your news channels and your parties have you convinced that you have the superior candidate, and you don't. They have you convinced that there's a difference between your candidates, and they don't. You list me the president in our time from, let's say after Carter till now. You list me the president that made any type of impact that bettered anyone's life. I mean the president that, that came in and really made a difference in America and didn't only kowtow to his party. The president that across the board both sides can agree made an impact and a difference. And and you can show the data to back it you won't find it. Because it doesn't exist. All this president, all this third party needs to do is get some traction, get some momentum. If five percent of the undecided, if one percent of the undecided voted third party. Plus, those who were going to vote third party anyway voted third party. If 5% of the Americans that do not vote at all, voted third party, if that alone happened, that would be enough votes for the political system to go, "Uh uh-oh, we got a problem. Now, if that translated into more third party runs at Senate and House seats, then eventually that results in wins. And let me tell you what third-party candidates almost universally have backed term limits. Now, if this third party got established, that's not the end of the battle. That's not the end of the fight. There's too much money and power and corruption. It would be corrupted within probably three candidates, three terms, if that. you usually got a good holdout. That's what it takes to get in as a real holdout. Or somebody who's faking it, and they're really from one of the other sides. Tulsi Gabbard as an independent or third party or even a libertarian, it'd be kind of hard to fit her into that. That's a dangerous, dangerous ticket. One of the few things I don't respect about Tulsi Gabbard, she plainly said she would not run against her party. She's a party loyalist. Not an American loyalist. A party loyalist. All I want is change. All I want is something different. All I want is another option. I have the right to seek that. I have the right to say that the lesser of two evils is not enough for me. I have a right to say that statistically, on paper, you'll never know the difference in Trump and Biden when it comes to their actions. The House will stall. The Senate will stall. They'll go back to, we lost all these mines in eastern Kentucky. Did the rest of the nation quit mining? Did they quit mining in western Kentucky? Did they quit mining out around Illinois? No. No, Obama just he just switched where we were mining. And he didn't do that alone. The companies did that. It was cheaper. Cheaper to mine out there. They don't care about these mountains. You think these coal companies <laughs> these mountains are falling down around us. You think they care? Not for a moment. Not even for a second. They don't live here. They don't pay taxes here. They don't contribute here. We mean nothing to them. You'll never see the difference in those two men on paper. If by some fluke third party won, you would see a lot of attempts at change. But you'd see very little. Because see, the president really is a puppet, a figurehead. Trump's done so little Talk about all he's done, but he's done so little. Good or bad. All those people that talk about all the bad he's done, he's done so little. And the people that talk about all the good he's done, he's done so little. No different than Obama. No different than Bush. No different than Clinton. It's a collective. Done very few things alone. It's either with his party or with the House or with the Senate. Until you get the Mitch McConnells of the world, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, out of office, it doesn't make a lot of difference. But I don't need the instant gratification of my party winning right now because I do not have a party. I just simply want to make a vote that I feel means something. Someone said if they can't win, why vote for them? And I said let's think of it like this. You've got A brutal communist dictatorship. It's murdering at will. And you don't know if you're going to be on their side or not that day. It's on the mood they're in. Or you've got a murdering fascist regime taking everything they can from you. And you don't know if you're going to be on the right side of them or not. It's a day-to-day thing. And you've got a third option, an option not tied to either one of those, an option that shows nothing in the way of abuse or control, or or, uh, it doesn't appear that it could harm you whatsoever. Actually, it appears that if nothing else, it could give you breathing room. And you have to vote between those three things. And this is the one freedom you'll have in your entire existence in this imaginary world, because the communist regime and the fascist regime, they will not be able to punish you for your vote. You can freely and openly make that vote. Now, even though, even though, it's not going to hurt you any, and even though you know that third option doesn't stand a chance, you wouldn't vote For something different. Just out of hope. Just out of the desire for for change. and, And just out of the desire for hope. You wouldn't vote for something different just because it couldn't win? You would still resign yourself to voting for one of two brutal regimes that may or may not destroy your life? No, you wouldn't. You'd vote for the change. But I tell you why... I'll tell you why you would vote for one of those two regimes. You would vote for that communist dictatorship or you'd vote for that fascist regime if deep down inside part of you had been convinced that they were right. Then you would vote for them. And that's what a lot of you are doing. And you don't have the guts really that's really what it comes to. You don't have the guts to say that even though I know enough to know this is wrong, I know enough to say, oh, I don't really want him. He's not my choice. I'm just voting for the lesser of two evils. Even though I'm intelligent enough to know that this is wrong, I still agree with it to some degree. See, that's the part that gets me. It's the part that irritates me. That's the part that makes me mad. It's not that you think you're doing good or you think you're doing... It's that you're willing to quote vote for the lesser of two evils not because there's any great virtue in it but because even though now it's abundantly clear to you what you're voting for is wrong you still agree with it to some degree whether you've been brainwashed whatever it is you still agree with it to some degree but I'll tell you this I support your right to do that and I support my right to do the exact opposite. People disappoint me when you get mad at me for choosing better and your only argument to me is don't vote for change. Vote for the lesser of two evils because change can't win. That's cool you be satisfied you accept that I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for more When people asked us what kind of dog Maverick was, we were always stumped. Now we know thanks to Embark's dog DNA test. He's a golden retriever mixed with Siberian Husky. We also got his health results and shared them with our vet. Embark is the highest rated dog DNA test and a must-have for any pet parent. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get free shipping and save $64 today on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com.